Big Sometimes somebody puts a document in the wrong file and then it's misfiled. It makes it much harder to find. Who? Who? What do you mean, who? I don't know who exactly. You don't? No, I don't. Whoever filed it in the first place, but for God's sakes, Peter, I am not telling you one single thing you don't already know. How could somebody misfile something? What could be easier? It's all alphabetical. You just put it in the right file, according to alphabetical order. You know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, Peter. H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Peter. Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z! Hi, everybody. I'm Joel Murphy. And I'm Andy McIntyre. This is Silver Linings Playback, the podcast where we watch maligned movies and we find their silver linings. And we are wrapping up Nicolas Cage Month with perhaps the cagiest of Cage movies, 1989's Vampire's Kiss. And perhaps even better than the fact that we get to talk about Vampire's Kiss, we have as special guests uh, Chris and Joe from the Curioso Podcast. What's up, fellas? Hey, hey, hey. How you guys doing? Nice to talk about Nicolas Cage again. <laughs> yeah. It's always nice to talk about Nicolas Cage. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, if if people don't know, I, I don't even venture a guess as to how many years ago that was, but there is <laughs> in the archives of Hobo Radio and the Curioso a two-part exploration of Nicolas Cage <laughs> that we did. Yes. A deep dive, if yeah. you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because as I've always said, if you don't like Nicolas Cage, then you and I have beef. Okay, that was just for last week. <laughs> yeah, that that uh, watch a score to settle, and that'll make a whole lot more sense. When, when did you guys become uh, a, a morning zoo? Yeah, do you have one of those little control thingies? <laughs> it's yeah. it's just Nicolas Cage month. Yeah, oh, it's, okay. yeah, we just play sound effects for Nicolas Cage month, and I do have a little board, and the way that I operate it is, well... We motorboat the son of a bitch. That's just... That's, that's, <laughs> that's pretty great. much how it works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> look, look, if you guys have a problem with it, then we're gonna have... Beef! Okay. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you have that one? The, the, no, I, no, I need to add more. Like, I think the longer that we do Nicolas Cage... I think you should just Cage, add the alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, B, C, D, E, F, D, Elemental P. Don't you have to do? I mean, who, that's a, who lost it? Is that where we want to start? Do we want to start with the voice? I'll start with the voice. Like, oh let's my start God. with the voice. <laughs> okay. What is happening with the accents in this movie? <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's so affected. It's like he's doing it. I, I mean, it's not ironic. It's. I mean, it's like over it's it's Shatner esque. OK, I, I just I have some notes here and I, I just want to go over them. Is that OK? Yes. Yes. My, yeah. OK. So I started out with what is happening with the accents in this movie? <laughs> That's the good first then, question. Yeah, that was my first note. Yep. My second note is, is he doing a Trump accent? <laughs> no, it's like Valley Boy. It it's, is. It's yeah, like it's very Frank California. Zappa. Yeah. 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 No, he has some like. He is, but there is a little yuppie flavor to it. Like there's, 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 there's eighties New York yuppie vibes to that. If you listen to what he's doing, Mm. it sounds like 
he's got a little Trump in it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I kind of picked out at some point a little bit of like Philly accent. I, I know this sounds funny, but I'm mm-hmm. from Baltimore. I can pick out my my weird East Coast accent. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Well, and it then, definitely has the round O's of that. The A of that mid-Atlantic yeah, accent yeah. is definitely there. Yes. Yeah. And and then so I looked up also, you know, where, you know, I mean, he was he he grew up in California. Right. Yeah, he's so a he's not get all of he's it a right. fucking Coppola. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So but um, but also, I, I, OK, I don't want to bring it all the way to the end of the movie, but he does say at the very end of the movie that he that his character was born in Philly and then he moved to New York. So I was like, ah, shit, I was right. I knew there was some Philly in there. He's mixing them all up. Right. That's what he's doing. Sure. I think he's throwing a little bit of Trump in there, too. Okay. I really do. I, also, well, I feel like it predates Keanu Reeves, but I also get some, like, Ted. Ted. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but but yeah. I think that's, that's just because he is from California. That That's just his own, his own, you know. Is that, that the base level? Yeah, he can't get past that. You know what I mean? But I'm telling you, he just looked up like, what do businessmen sound like <laughs> in New York? And right. he heard Trump and he was like, I'm going to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know what I mean? Well, I think that's it, too. And I think that, like, the reason that it's so inconsistent is very intentional. Yes. That it's not him slipping in and out of is his it? accent. Yes. I think I think so. <laughs> no, because, because well, I, I, Joe, you were telling us you watched this movie like four times. So you would be. Yeah. I, I would trust you. But. I got the impression that he that the character was putting on this voice that like I read it as he didn't talk like that normally, but it was the way that the character thought he should sound in professional business settings. That to, to be a, like an erudite literary agent, right. critic, whatever, that he put on this very affected, a bit transatlantic, a bit Philadelphia. Mm. Who? Pew, yeah, what is that? Uh, what is, oh, it's it has a name to it. It's um <laughs> oh, it's like a perceived pronunciation. Received pronunciation. Received pronunciation. Oh, yeah, like, the, like the, if you go to an the BBC English. Yeah, yeah, like mm-hmm. if you if so, it seems like he he kind of had some of that. Like oh, going to use his, you know, that kind of like yeah. We didn't see the Pygmalion prequel to this movie where some wealthy <laughs> businessman molded Nick Cage into the ideal literary agent on a bet. He took some just party boy from Philadelphia and, and right. had him come up to New York and teach him how to how to talk good. Well, it's not it's not like just his accent is all over the place. I mean, obviously, everything that he does in his mood is all over the place, too. It, yeah. Yes. But is that is that a, a cage? ism or is that the character like the, the, the whole story like you boil it all down it's pretty sad it's yeah it's, well you know i mean yeah do we want to set it up you like joe do you sure. want to set up the the plot line <clears throat> well i mean i don't you know that's that's a whole you can go ahead and do that i'll just okay give oh, my... joe you're the four timer i think you should do it <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> am yeah, I? I mean that's the rule if, if there's a four timer on the pod then they have to give the recap okay, well that's... i did two times for the audio sh- thing that i sent joel uh and then just two times to actually watch it so i don't know if that counts but anyway it makes you a four timer um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> by my count that's four yeah okay a b c d one two three four <laughs> so he, uh, he it's it's he's a character uh he's a what what is a writer um literary publishing literary publishing agent, agent yeah. yeah yes um and in 
I don't know if this is the actual plot. This is how I perceived it. Um, he is slowly losing his mind. Yeah. No, I think that's yeah. yeah so that's, a, he, that's a dead on. You yeah. know, and and he, you know, there's hallucinations. There is, you know, outbursts and violence, and you know, he's he's blaming other people for what's going on in his world and his life, and it's just slowly, slowly crumbles away, uh, and you're left with. You know, a dude wailing in the streets with a, a makeshift uh, stake to to kill himself because because he thinks he's a vampire, right? And he is definitely a uh, unreliable narrator through the entire thing. Yes, well, but the and the movie commits to because at first we don't really know what's happening. Like, so he right. he's going out, he's living that eighties party lifestyle. He meets a girl, he takes her back to his apartment. Now. <clears throat> It, this is where you get into did this happen or not, but it seems like I at least assume that a bat really did fly into his apartment. I think that really happened. And, yeah. But then it I seems like it seems like because that happened, yeah, that that set him off psychologically in which he started uh, imagining Jennifer Beals. <laughs> As, uh, I mean, why not? As, uh, well, yeah, yeah I mean, in 1989, a lot of us were imagining Jennifer Beals. I mean, <laughs> exactly. real here. Yeah. But yeah, so Definitely. he starts, he, she seems to really exist too, and he sees her in a club, but she he imagines that she's a vampire who's draining his blood, and he's slowly turning into a vampire, and most of the time he's just harassing his assistant who can't find a file. Played um, by Maria Conchita Alonso. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, but he is unreliable, but by the end of the movie, the movie very much commits to the idea that what he is perceiving is not happening. There's like the mirror scene where he says he can't see his reflection, but we can see his reflection. Right. There's the, there's the scene where after Jennifer Beals bites him on the neck and you know, there's clearly two visible marks uh, the next morning when he's shaving, there's nothing there. Yes. Right. And he does in like almost intentionally Nick himself shaving in order to, yeah, that's the, one of the questions I have, and I think it's immaterial to the plot, is does he actually hook up with Jennifer Beals or is that whole thing imagined? She seemed not to really know much about him at the end when they interacted. Well, maybe they went, went out on a I, date I, at It may some have point. been like a one night stand kind of thing. And maybe, you know, she was creeped out or whatever. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 undefined. Because like think I would say, other than the first interaction, almost the first interaction and the last interaction, I think are the only times they actually were in the same space at the same time. Every other time, it's him imagining her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, from the, the except two... for the her face fading in at the end before the credits, that really happened. Yeah, I'm obviously. Sure. <laughs> from the two girls that he <clears throat> spent time with, I think Peter Lowe doesn't do anything but one night stands. I think that's kind of like. Well, he mm-hmm. well, and I mean? some and some groping, yeah, with his uh, oh, assistant. and some light sexual harassment in the office, <laughs> yeah. some heavy sexual. I was going to say, if you, Andy, Andy, we need an HR meeting if you think that's light. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying light by 1989 standards. Oh, by 1989 well, standards, he's having I mean, you're punching some fun. Someone. Yeah. <laughs> well, he also uh, he also groped the one girl that he killed in the uh, in the. Yeah, he straight up murders a woman. In a it seems point. like that did happen. Yeah. He, I think that really happened. Her. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it seems like for sure, because there's the, the headlines in the newspaper, it seems like he really did murder someone mm-hmm. by no, biting he, their throat, which is horrible. Really, nobody in this movie is likable. <laughs> I mean, right? I, I liked his assistant. I didn't find yeah, her. I liked Maria Kachita Alonso. Yeah. Alva. yeah. I liked Alva. Okay. 
I mean, I'm I'm not saying that she I was like the doctor. She was just running for her life the entire time. Mostly. <laughs> I mean, you and have I, that on, I like, Joel, do you have that button? Uh, Am I getting through to you? I, I need Alba. it. <laughs> I for next time. I'm sorry. Okay. Like, I'll, okay. I'll have it. But uh, I mean, I liked Jennifer Beals, but that might be unrelated to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. That, that might be a whole other issue. Yeah. <laughs> something something about 1989 Jennifer Beals. Mm hmm. OK, so uh, just something that kind of occurred to me uh, after watching this movie. And then I was thinking about other. I don't know, other like 80s movies, you know, and um, he treats everybody in this movie like crap. Yes. And I think this movie, a few others, you know, that I've watched, even like even like Ghostbusters and stuff kind of gives the impression that all New Yorkers are just horrible pieces of crap. <laughs> I'm not saying that they are. I'm As just a saying New Yorker these... <laughs> can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> these movies definitely give you that impression. Yeah. I mean, the, the friends that I stayed with in New York, they didn't go past their block. Uh, and everyone over there were assholes. So right. that was that was my experience in New York. Yeah. Well, and then when we went, when we were kids, me and Chris, uh, there was random English guys trying to tell us dirty jokes. Well, they were uh, nice. Well, yeah, but. You know, it's it's New York. <laughs> yeah, I I think the thing that this movie absolutely nails about New York is at the end when he is covered in blood and just completely ranting to himself. No one pays him any attention. No one pays him an ounce of money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Well, that happens in Baltimore, too. Yeah. yeah. I, but I love that, like the IMDb same. trivia for this stated that. Um, no one knew that Nicolas Cage was being filmed as he traveled down the street covered in blood carrying a steak. <laughs> I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! And they that said, was... like, all the reactions were real. And I was like, all the nun reactions? Yeah, and I believe that 100%. That is how uh, New yes. Yorkers react to that. They see that on the subway five times a day. Like, there, right. There's no doubt in my mind that that is exactly how uh, that is, like, I remember traveling to New York City with my friends in high school and there was someone not covered in blood, but someone you didn't want to go near might have been yelling about being a vampire. And one of my friends wanted to go help him. Like, no, you can't do that. No, <laughs> you can't. You cannot do that. You know, you just need to. We need to. We need to stare straight ahead and wait for our subway car. I, I kind <laughs> of want the I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. You know, that he, that he did as he was running down the street. I kind of want that as my ringtone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just every time. I mean, between me and Joe, I think one of us can pull that for you. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I have the sample. <laughs> so. uh, well, I guess we should talk about. Well, there's two things I want to talk about. Maybe I guess now is a good time to bring up. Did anyone else think that Brett Easton Ellis should be sued for writing American Psycho? Like. Ah, maybe. <laughs> well, I know that uh, Christian Bale said that he, this was one of the movies he watched for research to characterize Patrick Bateman in the movie adaptation. Which makes yeah, sense because I mean, it's the movie that Brett Easton Ellis watched for research to write American Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a, there are definitely a lot of similarities, but, um, you know, it's, I don't know. I feel like there's enough of a difference between the two characters. Um to 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 make them their their own thing, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Cage, but the 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 difference between the two portrayals of a you know rich white dude, money whatever in the eighties guy in New York, um, 
yeah, who Bale's has a just, psychotic break. Yeah, like I mean, it just it it hits on a different level and a different note uh, for for Bale's you know acting in his character than Cage. Cage, I I feel like that's the the downside of Vampire's Kiss is it. I think it was trying to be serious. I think it really was trying to be heavy and serious. But <laughs> when you hand that kind of stuff to to Nicolas Cage and you say run with it he's gonna run with it and well, it's gonna be in a direction you may not really want per se yeah so it comes off kind of comedic i i and, had commented to joel after watching this movie that this whole movie sort of feels like those trailer re-edits where like they edit forrest gump as a horror movie or yeah, they edit yeah. or top gun as a as a gay love movie that's what it is that's not re-editing yeah. that's, 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 that's just the <laughs> they movie. just played the volleyball <laughs> just, scene no there there literally is it's an edit where they all they do is change the background uh yes yeah, it's called the director's cut i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yes it's amazing but I, like this whole movie kind of had that vibe because it has like it has a horror score for one, like the score of the movie sure. is very much a horror movie, but like it's it's shot like a drama kind of like it's not shot like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And Nicolas Cage plays it like he's in a farce. Yes. So like there's all these incongruous things sort of happening at the same time. So it very much feels like uh, when they edit uh, Reservoir Dogs to be a buddy comedy. Right. Yeah. Right. I and just to to finish the thought though on American Psycho, I love American Psycho. It's a great movie that I've watched many times, and I don't even really have a problem with it. Like because I mean that stuff happens all the time, but I do sincerely think that Brett Easton Ellis watched this movie, which at the time was more of a cult classic and was not widely known, and was inspired by it. Yeah, let's say. sure. And I sure. think that that's the thing. Like this movie. I think is a lot more clear than either the book or the American psycho movie about like, this is not actually happening. Whereas the movie, like in the book, American psycho kind of played off as like, is it in his head? Is it real? Well, you're in it's his up head to, to decide like in the book right. in particular, like, yeah, you're in his head. And so it's someone that's, but yeah, this really does commit to this isn't happening, but also it's scary because this guy is losing, is it. losing his mind. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, at first it seemed like maybe it was happening and then, I'm not even sure exactly. I think it was really where you could see his reflection in the mirror. Yes. Where, yeah. where that was that, that, I mean, it wasn't quite, you know, a, a Shyamalanian twist or, or a fight club twist. <laughs> sure. You know right. what I mean? Happened in there, but it, it definitely kind of went, oh, this is all, he's just fucking crazy now. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. Cause you got like, like Joe pointed out, you see the, that he doesn't have the bite marks, but even that you could be like, I don't know, maybe they heal or something or like, yeah, how, yeah. what are yeah. the, what is this Magically. movie's vampire rules? Cause every movie <laughs> makes up their own. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that, that was actually a question that I had. Um, if we were to believe that everything was real and he actually was turning into a vampire, which I figured out by the end, it wasn't. But before that, I wrote down a little note here that says, is Rachel the vampire bat from the beginning? Was I'm, she supposed to be the bat? Or was I think, the, I think in Nicolas Cage's head, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. But then wouldn't he had to have uh, invited the bat in? Uh, uh, hey, mm. like every vampire movie that makes up its own rules, 
Forget everything you know about vampires. This (laughs) is what they really are. Is it La Magra? Like, can you pass running water? Like, there's tons of different rules. Yeah. Do you have to pick up the rice if you throw it on the ground? Yeah. Do they sparkle in the sun? You know, what are the the correct rules? To turn into a bat? Right. (laughs) Tons of different stuff. I will say I've been binge watching What We Do in the Shadows, the season four. So that was a weird bit of incongruity to go from (laughs) watching a bunch of episodes of What We Do in the Shadows to watching Vampire's Kiss. (laughs) Yeah. And actually, I recommend it. I don't Like, if you want to preface... Vampire's Kiss with a good solid two hours of viewing. Watch the right. first couple, watch a couple episodes of What We Do in the Shadows and then immediately switch over. Yes. Well, I, I just think it's funny how Joe decided to watch the movie and has watched it like once a week for the past four weeks. Mm-hmm. I procrastinated all the way up until last night. Well, yeah, it's nice. At and- like nine o'clock at night and I went, ah, fuck, I guess I got to do this. <laughs> I saw I saw Joel hit stop on his uh, Roku when he he opened the chat. So. Yeah. <laughs> not to not to one up you in favor of Joel, how Joel does this. I do, however, the credits have two rolling. pages of notes, though. So yeah, uh, I have the one. And also knowing both of you, neither of those uh, descriptions surprised me that yeah, <laughs> of the prep that both of you did. So that's yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, is anybody else? Uh, are there any notes or any any hot issues that we want to that we haven't oh, yeah. discussed? I, I actually have another note here and uh, just want to throw this one out here. Uh, this note says that must have tasted like shit when he shot the blank into his mouth. Yeah. Just thinking, OK, yeah. that's not how blanks work. In a, <laughs> that no. would have fucked him up in yeah. a post rust world. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That really fucked me up. So, uh one of our short films that Chris and I have done uh, with the Curiosa films, I actually took a, it was a, like a cap gun. Um, and I drilled out the barrel. So when I, you know, would pull the trigger and just the cap, the little paper caps that we all know and love when we were kids, the, the spark would come out the barrel. So I wouldn't have to like go in post and like, you know, try to add it and be like, yeah. Um, but just, just the cap and the, the, the amount, the small amount of wadding or whatever. Of, of well, it's gunpowder. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it, it, you, you can taste it. You can smell it. You can, yeah. you know, it's, and it can still catch things on fire and it's just, yeah. Back then, well, it's, <laughs> like my brain's like, oh my God, who was, who was the master in arms on that set? Because they should probably be fired. Well, and my understanding is that a blank is just a, it's a sh- it's a shell and a charge, just no bullet. Right. Yeah. Usually it is a uh, a paper wadding over top, really thin. So all you're getting is the 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 wonderful flash. Out the muzzle of the flash. Yeah. yeah right. and, like, that would like, burn the hell out of his mouth. Yeah. Right. Or, and blow his cheeks into like. <laughs> Yeah, so Wouldn't that's my, my thought is they used a like an extra or a double amount of just a like a cap gun cap. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 a it's a non it's um uh, it's not a powder. It, it's an actual like paper that has the the it's flash paper essentially. Right, exactly. So you're not getting the same force, the same flash. It's mostly smoke. Yeah, and then he did it twice. Yeah, yes. then he yeah. did it a second time. Yeah. 
Which also, too, I mean, one of the things I was reading about this movie is that it was shot non-union, which angered a lot of people. And apparently there were people protesting on the street when they were filming. But oh, wow, I would also yelling and ruining outdoor takes. Yeah. (laughs) But I would also have to imagine, again, as Chris, as you pointed out, like post Russ, like it. Non-union, you have to wonder, too, like how safe, like it, we're probably fortunate that that went as well as it did that, like, yeah. who knows who <laughs> was actually be doing Nick Cage month in 2022 if, uh, right. if they've been using, like, if, if the prop master had been a little bit more negligent. Yeah. Right. Right. And you, and then you think about, you know, what was it? Uh, what in the 90s? I don't even know what year it was, but what, 95, 96, mm-hmm. The Crow came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brandon yeah. Lee. What I don't know what year that was, but I mean that that and the same thing. It was like an accident, a little piece of wadding or whatever hit mm-hmm. him in the chest and killed. I mean, you know, and he's firing the thing into his mouth. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, not me. Yeah. Well you you also have hoplophobia. Oh yeah, I do. So that kind of helps. Yeah. I don't like guns like handguns. Yeah. Yeah. I took him to the range and he was he was like all nervous and shaky. I don't like it. Mm-mm. But you know what I did like? Hmm. I really liked the uh, the bit where he used a, the couch as a lid for the coffin. Amazing! Yes, that was one of my favorite. That was gold. Yeah, with the with the sound too. The yes, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was really cool. I, I um, I thought that was really good. And I just want to also point out that uh, the teeth, hmm? the teeth. Well, oh, well that's. Teeth. Well, that's yeah, something she, that's in the liminal space for me. I, I think I love that because he couldn't get the expensive teeth. He's like, screw it. I'll cheapy. just get the. I'll just get the three dollar. <laughs> uh joke store fangs right like, i think a, that's a gr- i think that's genius <clears throat> i think it's a silver lining for me because and <laughs> yeah. also when he has the teeth in and he's just walking around the club with them <laughs> walking around like nosferatu <laughs> yes that scene where he comes down the stairs yes yeah and is yeah. just like has the, that the fingers has his teeth and has his fingers the like nosferatu, fingers yeah and he's slowly walking down the stairs creeping down him yeah that was a that was like a great scene that that literally made me smile Yes, right. you know? I, I will say I almost wish that they hadn't shown him watching Nosferatu earlier and just had yeah. him acting that weird. Yeah. yeah. But okay, at the but- same time, I still because Nosferatu is just one of the great classic sci fi movie or, you know, silent movies. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. Um, so like paying that homage and having him like that he's not even trying to be a sexy vampire is i think a brilliant choice too oh yeah yeah <laughs> like that's because like i mean obviously he he looked at uh uh jessica or jennifer beals as the uh, sexy vampire mm-hmm. uh, but, but, the, but the one thing that that bugged me about that whole interaction with the, the boob tape no oh well, yeah, that too <laughs> that bugged the hell out of me but it's she's it's like a lump on a log she's just like laying on him Holding his like, there's no movement. It's just sort of like, and she's just biting him, and there's like no struggle, and she's just like forcibly like yeah, laying. Yeah, kind on of him. enjoyed it, and also they use that same footage like tw- two or I, three times. Yes, they do. But it's just uh, awkward. Chris. Can I just say it seems like you really studied this. <laughs> See, it's, I mean, it's in a loop. I just between you're like the boom tape, and then you're like it's the same shot twice. Like. I feel like <laughs> like you were very closely I know studying. what I'm talking about <laughs> he zeroes in on specific things no I, I applaud you have two pages of notes uh, I'm realizing now that some of them are just drawing boobs but uh, yeah, yeah. One, well, I'm looking at it right now one, one is page, just a one page says boob tape yeah and it's boob all tape. information about that right? yeah 
No, I appreciate so, your your eye for detail. I think that's the kind of commitment that you have to the show. I really do appreciate okay. it. <laughs> so there was something else, too, that at some point. Well, OK, so two things. First off, a can you bite someone's neck with those plastic fangs and actually. Oh, I think he took them, them out. Death? I think I think yeah. I think I saw him. T- I think they, they, he put he him back in at the end. So I think that was yeah. just his regular. I think he bit out her jugular with his teeth. And then put the fake teeth back in. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you think that you could do that? I guess you could. No, well, I mean, maybe, but they're, you're, I think you're going to cause more damage to your gums and your face yeah. keeping them in. I don't think he really cared at that point. He was in yeah. some pretty decent psychosis. Yeah. And then the second thing was, is um, he definitely ate a pigeon. Oh, a yeah. He for sure ate. Yeah. And a cockroach. And, uh, yeah. And, 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 I don't you know, know why they didn't leave, leave the one. footage of the pigeon in there. Like they'll use the cockroach footage because he, you know, Nick Cage ate the pigeon. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. He well, committed like, like three of them. Yeah. Well, that's, the, you know, the weird thing is too, is that we're, you know, we're weird about eating pigeons, you know what I mean? Because they're like sky rats or whatever. Right. But, um, but you know, like all over the world, people eat pigeon. I've like eaten pigeon. pigeon. pie and everything. It was a delicacy for a long, long time. And, and, uh. Most of you know England and and abroad. when I was in Italy like ten years ago, I I, I had pigeon because I was like, it? Oh. I've never had it. It's tastes like a game bird, basically. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's squab. Is that yes? Yeah. Yes. So that's yeah. They have like a fancy like they have a fancy name, so you don't think you're eating sky rat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I I do love like reading the IMDb trivia when because uh, apparently some animal rights groups were angry about him eating the cockroach and nicholas cage's response is if you can tell me you've never used a can of raid i will apologize for eating the cockroach yeah i also love that it was his idea to eat the cockroach because of course it was of course it was oh yeah yeah they're like you know that's a renfield thing not a vampire thing he's like don't care oh (laughs) well i mean that's full circle because he's doing the uh the new renfield movie right that's right oh is he yeah oh he's in that yeah all right is he dracula in that no, I think or is he Ren- is he no, Renfield? Wait, no, I think he is Dracula in that. Yeah, I yeah, think, he's I think he is Dracula. Yeah. Oh man, can't wait. Can you get into a <laughs> club by haymakering the door guy? Does that work? I, I don't I know. mean, without speaking at all from honest experience, yes. But <laughs> also, but, he's an '80s businessman, so probably. Like. Right. And also, that goth club was way too bright. Yeah. Well, also, I saw oh. Naria Goth in there. <laughs> I also think that the security was pretty negligent of like, look, I understand it's New York and I understand that they're just trying. But like, this guy seems really unstable and they just drop him right in front of the building with no further. He's covered in blood like and he's screaming, I'm a vampire. And they're like, well, he's out of here. So like, (laughs) not our problem. (laughs) Okay, I have a note here that I guess I was getting tired at the end of it. And I'm not sure exactly well, you, what this You watched that boob scene so many times that you were I like, did yeah. have to rewind it. <laughs> a, little, a little worn out. And it's, but it, it just says, who the fuck is Sharon? Did I? <laughs> was she somebody? <laughs> were they talking about Sharon? Uh, don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Mm, Sharon? Was there a... Co- yeah. Were I don't you know. watching a different video at the same time? <laughs> I was not. It's, were you it's watching the Osbournes? Were you watching, I was going to say, were you watching old episodes of the Osbournes? <laughs> right. Sharon! <laughs> Sharon! <laughs> okay. Maybe no, I was wrong. I, yeah. I don't remember it. I was getting real tired towards the end. A little punchy. <laughs> um, 
Are we full on silver linings? Because I have like a one-off scene that just made me oh, laugh. You know what? There is a character named Sharon that was played by Jessica Lundy. So hmm. he maybe he was saying Sharon. I don't remember the character. Was, wait, was she one of the office ladies? Ah, uh, she might have been. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Maybe he talked about her or something, and I was like, who the fuck is Sharon? Like, I don't remember like her at all yeah i don't, I don't really was, like i'm looking at the photo of uh the you know jessica lundy and i'm not remembering not her. connecting yeah okay i will drop it at this point okay <laughs> but yeah she probably worked in the office i'm guessing yeah that sounds right um if we're full on into the silver linings uh, a moment in the movie that i just loved was when he calls his shrink and she just has a boy toy with her <laughs> <laughs> like that just Mwah, chef's kiss no notes that was great well i love too right. that she's still making the appointment she's still very professional even though like even she, though he just yelled the alphabet in her face yeah but she's like <laughs> even, yeah i'll i'll come in early to the office like to see you you know and she's taking the call but yeah i did love that too the guy it's also like, considering she doesn't exist she's pretty professional right no, I think she does exist. I think the way I interpreted it is that she's real, but he did schedule an appointment with her, but he just imagines that he made the appointment that she's I picture her sitting in an office at 730 in the morning waiting for him <clears throat> to come in. Oh, you think? Well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I, don't, I, I don't. I think the one interaction is completely in his head, but I think she where she just like says everything he's doing is right and good. Because that's the other thing, too, is she's different in that scene. She in the other scenes in like the the ABCD scene, she pushes back on him and suddenly and like in the, the opening right. scene and stuff yeah, like that. So suddenly, she does exist. I just think that yeah. there's the one interaction that's completely in his head. Yes. Yeah, I think I very similar. I think there are maybe a, a handful of scenes with her where maybe that's in his head. Yeah, not 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 every single scene is actually physically you know, in real life with her. Um, but yeah, I think majority she's real. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah. it's, uh, like, obviously he met Rachel at one point, the Rachel, the vampire, and she's not a vampire. Right, well, she was just in the club. And you remember the, the near the ending scene where she's standing with, I guess, whatever her, her, you know, man person is in the club. Yeah. And they're sort of smirking as he's getting pulled out of the club. Right. As, as if to say, uh-huh, we really are vampires. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. I'm with you. Right. But is that <laughs> but is that in his head? Is he know. seeing that way? Or is are they actually there? I I, I don't I mean I don't know. Cause like I assumed that the uh therapist didn't exist at all until you guys all three just told me that she did. <laughs> so I mean there's no there's no saying which of my, us is right. My Shamalanian twist just happened on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Was that was that because the the nipple tape? What was that because the nipple tape? I I mean it was there was a lot more tape than just the nipple. I yeah, mean, it, it was, was a, a big lot. square. It was a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they somehow like made all her nipple over. tape look like an eighties pantsuit. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, the shoulder pads. Can we not just talk about the shoulder pads in this? I forgot how crazy the shoulder pads are. And uh, the second Alva came on screen in her like the floral print. Her, her oh, like yes. target, you know, um, prairie dress or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's a thing now. Yeah, no, well, they're back, back. Yeah, yes, back. Yeah. Sorry, but they don't have shoulder pads that look like they're linemen yeah. anymore. <laughs> right. I will say, I don't know why it <laughs> stuck out to me in this movie, but like, 
I'd forgotten what an indoor activity smoking used to be. Oh, oh yeah. Man, yeah. Oh, 80 smoking. Yeah. Just like it was ubiquitous. like, <laughs> like morning, that's right. That used night. to be absolutely be a thing. Like that yeah. was how pe- people were just, just smoking wherever. And mm-hmm. not just like bars or casinos, like elevators, elevators, office, grocery stores, mall, offices. Yeah. Everything. You could smoke in the waxy maxies. Yeah. In a taxi. Well, waxy yeah. maxies or the taxis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, and I mean, Chris, you mentioned Ghostbusters. I, that's always weird when you go back and watch Ghostbusters and they just have cigarettes like like they're just chain smoking that whole movie. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just drinking from a like, a, you know what I mean? A pint of booze and. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they have a little a, little bottle of rot gut in there. Yeah, and, and, and smoking everywhere in the library and shit. Yeah. <laughs> we really got away with something in the 80s. Like, the movies oh. that were, like, kids' movies in the 80s. Like, yeah, we... Aykroyd getting jerked off by a ghost. Come oh, on. no, no, no. That, that was jerked a off. That was yeah. 100% a blowjob. All right, yeah, well, Joe, whatever. You're, you're, you upset me. <laughs> I'm sorry. You watched it a hundred times. And Chris, can we like have you on a speed dial if we need an expert to weigh in on all movie sex scenes? I like. If you don't, I I mean, mean, (laughs) how do you not know that that was a blowjob ghost? Okay, well, either or, not an HJ ghost. Reach around. I don't know. It's she was lying down. What was she reaching around? She's, she's a, a ghost. ghost. You don't reach around when you're topping. <laughs> yeah, but she's a ghost. She can go up through the mattress. If there is one thing Andy has always been adamant about on this podcast. It's <laughs> that you don't reach around when you're topping. <laughs> he said, if he said it once, he said it a thousand times. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> If there's one thing I want to be known for. Yeah. I look, I I was going to surprise you with this, but I'm working on a tombstone for you, buddy. And that's that's already getting chiseled on the granite as we speak. So uh, you shelled out for granite. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Of course. <laughs> Wait, are you going to murder me? A, B, C, D. <laughs> Just make sure he takes out those uh, those fangs first. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we're officially in the silver linings, right? Like, oh, we're, we're I think yeah, we've been sure. there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, you, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh no, no, I was just gonna say, like, just I only have four, so okay. my my four silver linings, one for each viewing. Sure. <laughs> uh, so number four, the affected accent. Yeah, like it's, it's great. It's yeah. bizarre. It's, and it's so great weird and weird and Nicolas Cage. And if anybody else did it it would take you out of the movie yep yeah i can't think of another maybe john malkovich could have done that and it wouldn't have taken you out of the out of the movie but that's i think it's a short list (laughs) yeah exactly all right number three uh number three is uh maria conchita alonso yes yes Uh, predator running man colors Mm -hmm. rooster uh cockfighter like that was with a, you know Edward James almost like how can you not love her? Yeah, Joe, can you yeah, send me great. a copy of Cockfighter? I've never <laughs> I've never seen that one. No, it's it's okay. So it's a weird movie. Uh, We're not uh, talking about Cockfighter, Joe. Okay. I'll figure it out on my own. All right, well, it's not what you think. Yeah, Chris, it sounds like you're going to be disappointed based on. <laughs> <laughs> not, there's not a lot of scenes where you're going to rewind and watch how much over movie again. Is in this. <laughs> not a lot. Um. Oh, so they show the nip. Nice. (laughs) Right. 
Uh, my number one, I mean, my number two is Jennifer Beals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Flashdance, uh, Prophecy 2, Four Rooms, uh, Book of Eli, like tons and tons and tons of fun things. And she's great. And 80s The L Word. L Word, yes. Um, she was also in a weird movie called uh, uh, Split Decision with uh, Craig Schaefer. Um, it's like an avenging boxer. It's it's a weird movie. I watched it a long, long time ago. Anyway, she's great. My number one silver lining is Nicolas Cage. Always. Like, I Always. don't think yeah. the movie would be what it is and its weirdness and its funniness and its like awkward, dark humor uh, without the isms that Nicolas Cage brings to the film. Yeah, I think that this movie, again, it was kind of released into obscurity. I don't think it finds a cult following, if not for Nicolas Cage's performance. I think that's what gave it a second life, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because this is, I mean, pretty early on in Cage's career. I mean, it's late 80s, but he, he hadn't, his high-profile roles are, are not a ton at this point. Yeah, it was like two, maybe two movies, two or three movies before this. Yeah, like Moonstruck, I think, had already come out. Yeah, I think he had done yeah. Moonstruck by this point. Yeah. Uh, but like, this is a movie that people, I think this is when like directors started to be like, what is this guy? Is he the <laughs> most brilliant actor of all time? <laughs> right. Or the worst. I have to cast him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Raising Arizona had already come out too. So yes. yeah, this is also a movie, by the way, if you have listened this far and you haven't seen it, uh, if you've seen that meme of a young Nick Cage looking unhinged, that's from this. Like his yes. wide eyes. Yeah. yeah. With his eyes. <laughs> Crazy giant eyebrows. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that comes from this. So there's a lot of like uh, memes and, and such that have come this out. This is of- quite the mimetic film. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He no, he really did uh, kind of go for broke on this one. I mean, if it wasn't for him, I don't think that this. Really would have made much. Yeah, you know I also I, mean? I want to specifically spotlight the that end sequence because I think it showcases to me the what is and I mean this sincerely the brilliance of Nick Cage of because I've seen a lot of movies that kind of do that thing of like this is what the character is experiencing versus this is what's really happening but the actual disparity between. Nick Cage imagining himself talking to his therapist and what he actually looks like on the street is like he looks so dignified and like confident and he's just like casually holding the stake and he's confidently talking to her and he's meeting the girl. And every Mm -hmm. time they cut back to him, he is so unhinged and like hunched over and it's truly brilliant like just the physicality of the difference between the two versions of himself i really appreciate it and love in that scene cross-eyed he's cross-eyed through he, everything and like yeah his hair is bedraggled no he you know looks I mean? like he looks like two different people like in how yeah. physically different he's both playing it and just yeah all the makeup the blood like mm-hmm. just in, all of in it. that final scene where his hair is kind of like kind of like parted in the middle and like all over the place or whatever. Um, that's exactly what my hair looked like through most of the nineties. <laughs> that was <laughs> true. I yeah. was there. Like I'm bald now, but I mean, I actually had hair, you know, back then. And that's what it looked like, uh, which doesn't bode very well for, you know. Well, Nick Cage, I'm hair. sure <laughs> has 
Nick Cage has paid for the hair he's wearing now. Yeah, I think oh, he wears all, hair all the plugs. Yeah. yeah, everything. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chris, did you have any other silver linings or anything? Look, or? I think I peppered and dotted them in to everything that I talked about today. I don't have anything specific. I, I will say, I guess I'll second the the fact that the accent for me was the most amount of fun trying to figure out what the fuck it was throughout the entire thing. It was all yeah. of them. Yeah. It, it, I, I, and, and I here's my final note. Uh, he Boob he tape. says he says at one point he says uh, at the end he says uh, well it turned into a vampire it's a really long story you know and he talks about it and then he says and then he's walking with his pretend girlfriend who's supposed to be like the the next you know um, patient the next patient right yeah. yeah so he's talking to her and he says you know well I was actually originally born in Philly you know <laughs> and and I was like I was like oh well that you know that like. That brings a part of it, right? Because he had that those long O's like Baltimoreans and Philly, you know, people from Philly have. And then I thought about it and I was like, well, that still actually doesn't explain no. it. No. <laughs> no, it's like a piece, but it's not like you're like, oh, well, okay, that's what he that's what he's doing, a Philadelphia accent. No. Yeah, no, right. it's not. It's like it's it's really it's like it's like California, Queens, Philly. Uh, and Trump accent all mixed together. You we find out I mean? that like Neshaminy, Pennsylvania, that's how everyone talks. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's totally, totally normal sh- accent. This is exactly, exactly how we do, do right? We do <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Chris, you reminded me of another silver lining, uh, which is the end. Like, so, yeah, so he he's imagining this therapy session where his therapist is absolving him for everything. And also it's like, you know what? I My next patient is actually this woman. And what I love is that we then see him having his side of the conversation with the woman and it immediately goes bad and he starts yelling at her. And that really yes. cracked me up, too. <laughs> like, even in his yeah. fantasy, this is going terribly. <laughs> Wait, yeah. she wasn't named Sharon, was she? No, no, okay. no, I don't think so. <laughs> or maybe she was Sharon. I don't know. Maybe Wait. you're right. Maybe Sharon uh, was the patient. It's better left ambiguous. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch it four times. <laughs> I didn't pay no. attention to that stuff. Yeah. Here's the all crazy right. part. I didn't watch it at all. <laughs> what? Andy doesn't exist. Like he has no reflection. <laughs> uh Andy, did you have any other surroundings? Um, nothing. I mean, Maria Conchita Alonso is just one of the great 80s movie stars that like yeah. She's value added all the time. So I, I definitely want to mention her again. Uh, and I love the, th- the therapist made the movie for me. I'm going to be yes. fully honest. Yeah. Like because like she was so great just calling him out and being like a very good and compassionate therapist, but not afraid to call him out on his bullshit and like the real scenes and which made her like the way she played that when she's in his um, in his head. So funny. No, and did, so good. No, thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, because that's as much as I spotlighted Nick Cage. She's also doing amazing work playing this like super upbeat, different version of herself. That's like, ah, oh, it's fine. Ah, oh, you attack someone, whatever. It's just your id expressing itself. And it is like she has never been this. Like, <laughs> no, just... she's she's been, if anything, no nonsense through yeah. every other appearance in the in the movie. Yeah, so no, I I, I, th- I thought I thought she. I thought she gave the most like grounded and real acting performance in the movie. Um, and that's what made like the last scene stand out so much. So I really, I really loved her performance. She was really great. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like 
the fact that he actually gets staked in the heart there's something poetic about that yeah well the it's they do the end of a real vampire movie like it's right. the hero yeah. shows up finds the crypt that he's sleeping in like opens his casket and stabs him in the heart but like in the this movie's version of it which is his dirty apartment he's hiding under his couch with his overturned leather sofa <laughs> yeah. yeah and he's stabbed by like a piece of driftwood a fence wood. post a fence post that he randomly yeah. Wasn't it? It was a chunk. I think it was actually a chunk of a pallet. Yeah, it was a pallet. That he was yeah, I think, I think you're right. Yeah. But, but the, the, that scene, it still bugs me because it's like, it's, you know, it's the, the I have the, the implement of destruction and there's like back and forth, back and forth. And it's just like suddenly it's pushed in through you. There, there's, there's a tiny bit of like cinematography there that should have made a bit more sense. I'll give you that. It does seem like but, it's pretty easy to stab him. Right, right. Yeah. It's like, I mean, Nicolas Cage probably isn't made out of Play-Doh. But, and, and the we way don't the, know. You say that. <laughs> you know, no way do you know that. No but way the, can you be confident in making that but claim. But also the, the angle of the, the, the board is... I thought you were going to say boob tape. No. It, it's, it wouldn't go through the ribs. It's like Well, lengthwise. I think he hits like the solar so, plexus like, like, right have... under the, like right under the sternum as I think that soft tissue is where he pushes it in. Yeah, he definitely doesn't Isn't stab it? him in the heart. He stabs him more like in the midsection for sure. Ah, yeah. Okay. I, it looks more like higher up, you know. And if you're a human and not actually a vampire, it would probably kill you. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I think you. I think it would be a very slow, painful death by bleeding out through a gaping hole in your chest. Well, yeah. also, yeah. It, even if he, yeah, like, because I don't think anyone's coming for him, so I think that no. guy leaves. And even if he doesn't die immediately, he's just there. Like, yeah, he's. <laughs> yeah, he's not. His last hours are not pleasant. Right. The super is going to find him two weeks later. Ooh, yeah, that's a bad. That little kid that was sitting on top of the the uh, balcony looking the down at him and his. Oh, yeah. yeah. Watching the boob tape. Yeah. yeah. Watching. No, that girl didn't have boob tape. No, that was the did. first girl that that. Yeah. There was, the the yeah. young Christopher Scarborough peeking through <laughs> the steps as the, yeah. the topless woman pops out. <laughs> and Mama Scarborough scooping him up. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah is that your origin story is that i think that's it yeah exactly <laughs> it's, it's it's very close very close to that no wonder you were so interested in doing this movie that you had a cameo role in it yeah, yeah. which like he wasn't cast he just happened to be he was, it was just a, there because it was, it was a not real union, apartment so they were just filming on locations <laughs> this is this is his childhood trip to new york city he was they uh <laughs> it was a proto airbnb so he was just staying in some brownstone in upper manhattan and Lo and behold, Nicolas Cage comes in with his his seeming girlfriend and he just stares at it the whole time. And she I mean, comes out laughing, having a psychotic break after a bad attack. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, is it possible that he like had rabies the entire time? Definitely. I definitely yeah. think that's a fair yes. interpretation that he was bit by the bat and had rabies. Could be. Yeah. I mean, uh, rabies, you know, uh, it will present with psychosis, hydrophobia, uh, like there are tons of different things. Right. I think we talked about um, that, like when we had our we actually did a vampire episode. Yeah. And when we when we did that, we had talked about that, that that was like a possible interpretation it, of what vampirism was, was that right. it was actually like, yeah, possibly rabies. That yeah. and what was the other one? Perforia. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's the aging one? No, that's progeria. Progeria. No, what is perforia? Yeah, perforia is like um 
God, what was it? Is is it like some kind of, I don't even know if it's a prion disease or something, but basically it like makes all your hair fall out, makes like your teeth fall out beside your canines and like all kinds. I mean, so basically it makes you look like you're turning into a vampire. Like oh. a straight up Nosferatu style yeah. vampire. Yeah. So it's it's like a really weird disease and it doesn't it doesn't happen to everybody. And I think it's um, it doesn't really I don't think it really exists anymore. So, but yeah, no, it's gross. And, uh, um, the way things are going, it's bound to make a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 2023, baby. Here we go. The vampires. Look, if we eradicated it through vaccines, then we might be in trouble. <laughs> uh, all right. I know we have this audio thing that we're about to set up, but is there any any other business to take care of before we get to this? Because I feel like this is the, the showstopper. This is the coup de gras. Yeah. Uh, hey, um, can we, do you guys uh, mind if we plug something real quick? We can do that after. You can plug it. Oh, after. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but yeah. I just meant what well, we're open to silver linings. Like, okay. Yeah. I think I think we did it though. I think we yeah, we okay. hit on it. All right. So watch this movie. Yeah, Joe. Do you want to set this up? Uh, yeah. So in my four viewings of the movie, uh, for some reason my brain went to, uh, you know, just a, a few key dialogue things that stuck out, and um, yeah, I just imagined, uh, you know. Some of the lines being done with auto tune and a nice beat, and uh, yeah, you know, just kind of compressing uh, some of the story into a little audio ditty. So sort if of this like is the, if this is the it's corn song, that's going to be the best practical joke ever. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I haven't heard this, but I'm imagining it might be like another guy from Philadelphia sort of giving his origin story of how he relocated to a big city. I'm hoping. <laughs> Probably not. Okay. Right. Oh, man. I say put that on Apple Music right now, I think. Yeah. <laughs>
if we can get some TikTok vids set to that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that seems Part like just... your domain with you guys are on the TikTok with your pink sauce. So we're, yeah. we're working on it. I yeah. haven't I haven't actually set it up yet, but I am going to be on there very shortly. Nice. Yeah. My uh, me... my 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 son keeps on making he's like he's like you're getting on TikTok because I like downloaded it and everything, but I haven't like done one. And my de- my son keeps on going, You're you're on TikTok now. I'm like, no, no, not yet. But maybe. <laughs> Is he gonna get off when you get on? Yeah. Kind of thing. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> it's probably for the best. Probably. <laughs> he just wants to make sure he knows that it's lame now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually just a long con to kill TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> that was delightful. That was. Well. All right. So thank you guys so much for doing this. Yes, thank um, you for doing this. Yeah, as you mentioned, please uh, plug away, obviously, Curioso Podcast and Curioso Films. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and if there's yeah, anything specific. Absolutely. Uh, and we just, like we said, we just came out with a new one uh, all about pink sauce. Um, we're going to try to do them a little bit more often. You know, we had um, a couple of tragedies hit us, you know what I mean, during the pandemic, like a lot of people, you know what I mean? It was really hard to get back together and get into the swing of it. But uh, we're trying to uh, shoot for a few more now. And we just did a... Uh, a short film, obviously, uh, we had talked about a little bit called um, The Fist 2. So and that's on our YouTube page. And that's um, Curioso Podcast. What is it? Uh, you know, just you just type in Curioso Podcast on YouTube and you'll find it. So you can watch a whole bunch, all of our short films. But I would definitely say maybe start with The Fist 1 and and uh, and then watch The Fist 2. Work your way to the second fist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to build it. You don't want to start with Fist 2. two like. you don't, yeah. You don't want to go both fists at, at you know yeah like cold yeah like start you need to with work one your fist. way into it yeah make sure that feels good to you and yeah 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 so and uh you know make sure you get some uh popcorn and enjoy it so i mean that's really about it but um thank you guys for having us it is this is yeah. our pleasure yeah no it's great to catch up with you guys i've definitely missed both of you so this yeah. is a lot and, of fun uh, we'll do this more often we'll be uh we'll be cross-pollinating i'm sure <laughs> yeah you know and uh also look for chris's tiktok that's gonna be chris the boob guy you can go there he'll be analyzing films chris be breaking down frame by frame really every, getting in there every time he sees boob tape in a film yeah yeah, yeah. it's gonna be like be, the yeah. counterpoint to mr skin <laughs> yes mr tape mr, mr. tape mr. tape yeah <laughs> who's chris. Got the merkin <laughs> So look for that. Maybe that'll be on Peak Sloth, too. Maybe we can get a podcast version going. Uh, sure. <laughs> if you just, Chris, I'm sure you have the notes if you just want to start recording. the. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do have specific times and <laughs> of, of all the movies. Of all the movies. Yeah. All the movies. 46, 46 minutes and seven seconds in. <laughs> Boom tape. Oh, man. Silver Linings Playback is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on Apple Podcasts. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. Hey, this is Chris. And this is Joe from the Curioso Podcast. And we give our stamp of Curioso approval to the podcast that you're listening to right now. Hey!